0: Hey friends, welcome to Living the KG Life, a pixie dust filled podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about how the heck we got here, how I fell in love with Disney. I hope you'll stick around. It's going to be great. Let's set the scene. A young wide-eyed, freckled KG (laughs) has just finished watching The Little Mermaid for the hundredth time that week. My poor parents. I grew up truly in what they call the renaissance era of classic animated Disney movies. The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, the hits just kept coming. I absolutely fell in love with all things Disney through those animated movies. I was the kid in the pool with my Barbies, pretending I was Ariel. They were my little mermaid sisters, and we were living our best lives. And from there, I really fell into the characters, their stories, how they looked, how they moved, and I wanted to draw them. I wanted to be able to make characters like that. I wanted to be able to see how that process came to life and really fell in love with drawing. So at a really young age my parents actually got me these cool learn to draw books. I was so excited because it really took you through the whole process of drawing a character from a simple circle all the way through to a fully drawn out Mickey or Minnie, Donald. I had a couple of the books and I actually still have them to this day. I have a Mickey and Friends and I actually have a Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs book as well. Now, That whole falling in love with animation really spanned my whole young adult life all the way through college, and eventually I went to school, I went to college for graphic design. My dream job for as long as I could remember was to be a Disney animator. I wanted to be able to draw those characters, bring them to life, and actually tell stories through characters that adults and kids alike could really fall in love with. Now, Disney World actually has this really great tie-in to my love of animation. So in probably around 95, I think, was our first family trip to Walt Disney World. Me, my brother, my parents, we went and we did the whole Orlando kids' dream trip. We did Walt Disney World, we did Universal Studios, we did Nickelodeon, we had a ball. But my favorite part of the whole entire trip was checking out The animation studio. We walked through, you got to do a tour, you got to see everything from the start of the animation process to how they painted the cells back in the day. And I will never forget walking out of the tour and seeing the gift shop. It had everything I could have possibly dreamed to have as an animation loving kid. You could buy cells that were painted, you could buy sketches, you could buy books, you could buy statues. I wanted all of it, and we had so much fun across the whole entire trip, meeting characters, riding the rides, all of it was so fun, and we have amazing memories, but walking through that animation studio, still to this day, oh my gosh, like 25 years later, is still one of the most magic memories that I have at Disney World, because it really brought to life for me what animation means, how it works, and kind of the whole process was just Amazing. So, fast forward a couple months later that same year, I was a cheerleader for Pop Juana growing up, and our team made it to nationals, which was so exciting. And if you're familiar with Pop Juana, the national cheerleading championships were in none other than Walt Disney World in December, right around my birthday, about two weeks before Christmas. Again, my poor parents. And we went and had a blast. Now, we have all these amazing memories from a family trip. Now we're going down for a sporting event, which gives you this whole other type of memories. You're with your team. You're with all your friends who you've worked so hard to make it to this uh, level of competition. And not to mention, we got to compete on the Indiana Jones stage. So that same show that we had seen earlier in that year, Indiana Jones running, just nearly missing, being squished by a boulder. Now, me and my team and our friends were competing on that same stage. It was absolutely incredible. And I remember we got to the hotel, and one of the first things I asked my mom was, can we go back to the animation studio? And she was like, we just did that tour a couple months ago. And I was like, I don't care. I want to go back. I want to see it again. She's like, okay. Okay. So we, that almost became a tradition for us because the next couple of years, we actually went back to nationals. So a few years in a row, we got to go back to Disney World, compete on that same Indiana Jones stage. And we had, again, so much fun. And that became one of our traditions every time we went to Disney World was to go to the animation tour, walk through, I would get something from the gift shop and bring it back. I actually still have a matted print of Walt drawing Mickey. And it's one of my favorite Souvenirs that I've ever gotten on a Disney trip. So I have these memories from Disney World as a kid going with my family, a few years going for cheerleading, both as a cheerleader, one of the years as a coach, and then another year after that, we went for a taekwondo tournament. I was also, I also competed in Taekwondo, and we happened to have the Junior Olympics in Orlando. So of course, we make a fun family trip. We go back to Disney, we do Universal. So I have all these great memories of just really fun experiences that you can't get anywhere else from Disney. Family trips, family memories, sports, from a team perspective, being with your friends, running around. We were there a couple of the years of the 25th anniversary Castle Cake. So if you know, you know. We've seen some cool, cool shit at Disney as a kid. Then we have these really cool memories as an individual athlete in taekwondo competing at the Junior Olympics and then being a little bit older. I think I was about 18 at the time and got to experience that part of Disney and seeing it from that perspective. Then kind of the next phase, there was a big gap of time where we didn't go to Disney I was in college and then I started working and traveling for work. Things get crazy. You're in that time of life where everyone's getting married and you have bridal showers and baby showers and bachelorettes and everything gets a little expensive and a little bit crazy. So really what's cool is I have kind of these two big phases of Disney World experiences and memories. Those younger years through sports and family trips that were magical and amazing and just some of the best memories that I have growing up. And then this secondary phase of uh, Disney World trips and like Disney World life for me. So my brother and I started doing these bro sis trips where we would say, hey, we haven't been to Disney World in like 10, almost 15 years. Let's go back. Let's do everything that we did as kids. But this time, let's go drink around the world let's have a good time. And we absolutely crushed that trip. We hit all the parks. We hit Universal, I think that trip. And I remember we, it was a really rough bus ride (laughs) from the resort back to the airport. We were then driving to Fort Lauderdale to meet our parents. It was around Christmas time. And the two of us were like, oh man, that all might have been a big mistake. But as soon as we got to Fort Lauderdale, we told our parents, we're like, oh my gosh, we had so much fun. It was such a great trip. We got to do all the things that we did as kids. Maybe someday on the podcast, we'll tell the story of uh, Jimmy on Splash Mountain, which is one of our favorites. (laughs) We got to redo the Splash Mountain trip. Like we just had a ball. And after that, we said, we have to go. We have to go again. We can't let that be the only time we go as adults. And spoiler alert, it wasn't and it still will continue. So, fast forward a couple years, Jimmy and I do a couple different bro sis trips, and I f- start to run. I'm not a fast runner. I don't actually really even enjoy running. Um, I really run for either a charity, something that actually g- is gonna motivate me to want to run. I really don't experience that like runner's high. I really wish that I could. <laughs> I might make it a little bit more enjoyable. Uh, but I love to run for charities, I love to run for like a really cool medal. I really loved the idea of Run Disney because it allowed me to take some of my favorite memories of Disney with sports and activity and tied it with these new memories that we were making as adults going to Disney. So I've been kind of, you know, creeping around, seeing when they do it. I find out they do it yearly, which that also now gives me opportunity to go more often, check them out. See, they have these cool different themes. And that's something that I was like, okay, I'm going to set that as a goal. I will one day run a run Disney race. I will cross that finish line and it's going to be amazing. So we're going to put a pin in that. We're going to hold that there. So 2019 comes and we decide we're going to do a big family trip. Now we haven't done a family trip since 2003 and we haven't actually done a full Disney trip so this was gonna be like the trip. This was gonna be the big one. And we hoped that this would be something that we could start as a new tradition. And that's exactly what it was. We had a ball. We went in November. We had myself, my brother and his wife, my sister and her husband, my niece, my twin nephews, and my our parents. So we had a big group and we did it all. We did the parks, we did some pool time, we did Mickey's very merry Christmas party. And everything was just that special Disney, like if you want to put it into inside out Disney terms, like it was a core memory trip. I for sure will never forget it. We rode all the rides. We literally hit all the hits. I remember we were leaving and we're like, man, that Disney withdrawal is real. We have to now make it a tradition. So now we're going to do it every other year because it's a big trip. It's expensive and it's really a lot. It's a lot to, to ask of people. It's a lot of planning to make it all work, especially when you have such a big group and it it's all worth it in the end. And that's, I think, one of the p- pieces of Disney that is unlike anything else, no matter how expensive it is, how much work it is to put together the planning or wrangling all these people together and do a big family trip, seeing the smiles on the kids' faces, on your parents' faces, your siblings' faces, makes every bit of planning, every penny worth it. And it's truly that Disney magic that you hope for every trip that you go. So I am super lucky and I'm really excited. Our next trip is actually gonna be coming up in the next couple of months. Um and we'll definitely be covering that on the podcast. So we'll kind of do an update of like family trip number two, how does that go? What do we do differently maybe from the last time that we went? And it's gonna be, it's gonna be really fun. I'm excited for that. So Now let's go back to that Run Disney pin that we put in there pre-family trip. Run Disney went for me from a goal of something that I really wanted to be able to do someday and hopefully I'd get there. 2019, 2019 was actually kind of an exciting year. February, I did my first Run Disney race. uh, December of that year, we did our first big family trip. So lots of big firsts actually in 2019 for Disney. Uh, 2019, I did the Enchanted 10K for Princess Weekend. And crossing that finish line, I had done some 5Ks, I had done some 10Ks prior to going down to this Princess Weekend, but there is nothing like crossing that finish line. The spectators on the route of a run Disney race are hands down the best out of every race I've ever done. No question about it. You've got characters on the route, you've got folks that are there to give you your medals. It is just a, another magic moment that is so hard to describe and something that literally no one can duplicate. You can literally only feel that feeling crossing a Run Disney finish line. And I very quickly, per usual, spiraled and went from one Run Disney race to now. This year, uh, going into February 2022, will be my fourth set of Run Disney Princess Weekend. So we did 2019, we did 2020 before the global pandemic hit. That was a wild story. I'm sure we'll tell that somewhere along the line of the Run Disney experiences. We did 2021 in virtual settings, did some Run Disney Princess Weekends there. And actually just yesterday from when we're recording this episode, I registered for the 2022 Run Disney Princess Weekend. So Run Disney has really become this new, exciting part of life that, like I said, I quickly went from doing their virtual summer series, doing one race, to now trying to get into every uh, race weekend that they have moving forward, trying to run as many of the races in those weekends as I can. It's really just like a race like no other. If you haven't done it yet, by the time you're fully listening to all of these podcast episodes of Run Disney, we'll all be running races together. And it's going to be great. So the next phase of kind of like Disney life that I'm really excited to talk about, because it's really kind of like present and future of Disney life. So you will all be on this journey with me as we kind of talk through these things is and being an annual pass holder where actually at the beginning of 2020, at the beginning of this global pandemic, I, for whatever reason, it was right after Princess Weekend 2020. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm getting an annual pass. If I'm going to at least run one run Disney weekend a year, and then I'll maybe squeeze in at least one more trip a year, I can make an annual pass worth it. I can do it. So I bought the annual pass, and I'll definitely talk throughout this podcast about my solo Uh, pandemic trips because those were absolutely incredible and really have a different perspective than any of my other trips. But throughout my time being an annual pass holder this very first year, I cannot say enough great things about being an annual pass holder and the benefits that I've had, the ability that I've had to make new memories both with myself, with some friends, with family, that's super exciting. And actually today, Right now, at this present moment, I am actually hoping to close on my very first Disney Vacation Club contract. So everybody, send the pixie dust. Keep your fingers crossed. Hopefully by the time this episode goes live, I will be a card member and I'll be ready to book my first stay. But really, what I think APs and DVCs really allow you to do is be that lifelong Disney World guest. Someone who enjoys going to the parks, enjoys just the atmosphere and the vibe that you can have when you go. And I can't say enough how excited I am to be able to have those, to bring some of those tips and tricks to all of you on this podcast. Why A P is great? Why DVC is great? I've done lots of research, so I can share a lot of that with you. One of the coolest things about this podcast is that I do Disney very differently than my brother, who goes to Disney often. Who very different than my sister, who goes to Disney. Very different than a lot of my friends that go to Disney. So we'll be able to bring you these perspectives of how to do Disney, how to plan trips. How, you know what to watch on Disney plus where to buy some cool shirts and some mini ears to get ready for your trip how to plan, how to schedule, where to save some money along the way. A lot of those things will really all tie back to just a love of Disney. There's so much you can do there's so much you can experience hang out on the hobgrass maybe watch a cavalcade or a parade or watch the fireworks. It might sound silly or cliche but there's really so much magic that you can make. When you decide that you want to go to Disney, you want to be a part of some kind of Disney experience. You can have fun at Disney whether you're 12 or you're 85. So hopefully hearing my story of how I fell in love with Disney as a young kid through animation and movies to kind of the adult Disney life of being an annual pass holder. Hopefully someday soon I'll be a DVC member. So we'll make sure to bring on lots of really fun guests that will be able to talk about Disney in general, Walt Disney World, Disneyland. So I really hope that you enjoyed this first episode of meeting KG, hearing a little bit more about living the KG life, what we're going to talk about, all things Disney, all things magic and pixie dust, and we'll bring some of that right to you. I really hope you'll stick around because it's going to be great.